Thank you. Thank you. I'm recording. Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever I remember to fucking upload this shit. Because I'm a bad podcaster. The thing is, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Because <laughs> someone had, like, rated us one star on iTunes, which I genuinely love. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I don't know why, but it made me so happy. Um... Because you're not doing things right unless you have haters. But um, I was thinking of this the other day, where I and I started laughing so hard because like this podcast is like a fucking shit show. We know that. Like I don't have. We never record on the same day. We just take weeks off and don't tell anybody. We I like never upload on the same day. Sometimes I post on our social media. Sometimes I don't. Like. Sometimes it's, like, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's, like, two hours. Like, this show is just a fucking shit show. But, like, I feel like we know that, like, we just record it for our friends who listen. hmm But then I just, like, remember that it's, like, out there <laughs> for, like, anyone to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't even imagine being, like, someone who, like, doesn't know us. Like, being like, oh, what's this podcast? I love, like, pop culture. And then being like, what the fuck is this train wreck? (laughs) That's true. I do forget sometimes that we're on like a totally like, essentially like public global forum. Yeah. (laughs) Just talking about dumb ass shit. Uh, Yeah. Because like, oh my God, I'm looking at your iTunes right now. And because I wanted to go see, I thought you meant they left like a, a like actual worded review oh no I wish (laughs) same I'm like what is their beef let's have a dramatic reading of it right now but oh my god under you might also like off the vine with Caitlin Bristow (laughs) (laughs) we're like on her level yeah we're we're pulling in the same numbers of listeners um probably just because like the apple algorithms just hear me saying her name on this show so <laughs> well and plus like in our like info box like on our details on every episode you know I'll be like we talk about yeah. <laughs> no no we're on the same level Caitlin for sure listens we have the same amount of listeners no but like literally like we I like like we record this literally for the same group of friends and like I know them or they know or like some people who listen listen who are friends of our friends shout out to Cameron I feel like he's our biggest promoter um but like you know like they just know what they're getting into and so like I don't put any effort into this if we were pulling in like thousands of listeners maybe I would probably not but like we're not so I'm like I don't care (laughs) like this is just like a time where me and Megan can talk on the phone for an hour and then you guys can listen to our conversation (laughs) because we graciously post it truly it's pretty much just our weekly catch-up because let's be real if we were together this would be the type of stuff we'd talk about anyway yeah because when I come to visit Megan which by the way I was talking to my career coach Mm -hmm. last week and I know that sounds fancy that I have a career coach, but my work pays for it. It does. And, <laughs> and um, I was saying that, you know, like every year, because we're talking about like, you know, mm-hmm. core mm-hmm. group of friends and how to like stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, every year, like I visit Megan in New York. And then I was like, oh, my God, I like didn't I know. do my fall visit this year. I know. I realized that, but I just, 
I didn't have the effort to bring it up because it's fucking depressing. But then I kind of did because the other day I was at Rockefeller Center. <laughs> I sent you a picture of the ice. <laughs> that was my version of saying, oh, this could be us. But we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Dude, the fact that me and Megan spent three hours watching people ice skate last winter. <laughs> Why? We, we peaked and we didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> and we genuinely had like the best time. And it was like 30 degrees outside. I was numb. And then we ran Right when we left, right when we crossed the street, finally after three hours, we left. Right when we crossed the street, everyone started cheering and screaming. Oh my God, I'm and we, we literally ran back because we thought like SNL was out there because it was like on a Saturday night. And it was like someone proposing and we completely missed it, even though we had stood out there for three hours. And within five seconds of us leaving, something exciting finally fucking happened. We ran. Just imagine us like running. <laughs> We ran and then we missed it. <laughs> and then we had oh to leave again. <laughs> oh my god. I blocked that out, but thank you. I needed that laugh. Oh my god. How embarrassing. Anywho. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very sad that I didn't do my fall New York trip, but I hope I can do it next year. I'm sure. <sighs> I know. And I really want to come to New Orleans too, but. Hey. Come on down. Come on, come all. Bring a mask. Um, sure. Okay. Megan, what's new with you? Um, nothing. You know, just sitting at home all day, every day. Um, but, you know, what else are you going to do? How was your Thanksgiving day? Oh, it was good. By the way, that's why we didn't record last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, so... Yeah, Lauren cooked a feast, and it was amazing. Shout out to Lauren. She's probably listening. And literally listening, like, ear on the other side of my door outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But, yeah, so just, like, a very chill day. Um, It was actually, I don't know, I feel weird even saying this because I don't want to, like, expose myself. But I had been exposed to COVID um, earlier that week. So, like, we were literally just sitting at home, like, not even leaving at all. And I tested on, well, we both got tested on Friday. And we were negative. So, all Yay! good. But, but, yeah, it was kind of, like, a weird Thanksgiving because, and that's why on Wednesday when you're like, do you want to record? I was like, I don't know, bro. I just found out that I was exposed to COVID. So, I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was like, uh, no, I've had some drinks because, yes, I had some drinks. <laughs> I had also had some drinks, and so I'm glad you had said no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so that was my Thanksgiving. It was lovely. Great feast. No COVID. Still have my taste buds, so I can still eat those leftovers and all good things. What about you? Um, It was really good. Me and my parents drove to Nashville to be with my sister and her family, Mm-hmm. And we're all obviously safe. Like I work at home. My mom stays home all day. Mm-hmm. My brother mm-hmm. had, my brother-in-law had like worked from home um, the week leading up to it, and like had got COVID tests. And like my sister's a stay-at-home mom, so like we're all safe. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, 
and like you know wear masks sanitize whatever yep and so yeah we drove up there and then I had like the best time because I like really bonded with my nephew he's four that's cute yeah and like we had like such a fun time we just played all weekend and then on Sunday my sister had texted me because we left Saturday morning and on Sunday my sister had texted me that he was talking to his imaginary stormtrooper (laughs) and he said that Morgan is so far away in Louisiana Oh my god, did you just burst into tears? <laughs> I got so teary-eyed. I love him so much. That's really so, cute. Yeah, I'm really glad that I got to see them, and then I'll see them this month when they come down for Christmas. So, that's, Yeah, oh. that's good that you got to be safely with family. Good for you. Yeah, You're yeah. Doing right. I know, and I feel weird saying that, because I know some people are like, you should not travel, blah, 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 but like, we drove, we like stopped once for gas, like, it's like right. a six-hour drive. Like, you know, like, we made sure we were safe. If we weren't being safe, like, we wouldn't have gone. Right. I mean, I went across the whole country and did it safely. Like, you're able to do things safely. And by the way, before we move on, I just want to go back and say that how I was exposed was not being irresponsible. I went and had a meal with a person who I've been seeing this, like, whole time. Like, she's one of the only people I see regularly in the city, and we had a meal together and she wasn't even being irresponsible when she got it because she got it at work. So, oh, you know, it's shitty. It's just like, obviously, there are certain risks that come with doing anything, even having a meal. But like going to a restaurant is supposed to be like the one thing that like we can do somewhat safely just because it's like allowed, you know? Yeah. So it's not like we were like fucking at a party or anything, but so scary it threw me for a loop a little bit so now I'm like my home is nice <laughs> well I feel like also the shoe there's like a shame to getting COVID and it's like that there shouldn't be like a shame to it because it's like affecting literally like the entire world I, like even if so you're like true. so safe like you can still get it there's like no I just feel like there's like a people I just feel like because there's like some like you know keyboard warriors online that are like I've never left my home and like I Lysol spray all of my groceries and blah 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 and it's like okay but like people have to like live their lives obviously like don't go have a party right but you know what I mean like yeah like there shouldn't be a shame to getting it unless you're literally like having a fucking rager but even then like it's a pandemic we're all figuring out we've never lived through this before like it's so easy it's like literally so easy to catch but so Mm -hmm. like stop like people shouldn't be embarrassed that they have it people shouldn't be ashamed that they have it like people need to get the fuck offline and being like people are so selfish for getting a coffee or shit like that like like live their own way and we're all just in it together figuring the shit out and like obviously like some people are excluded to this there's little like people in LA like throwing huge like 300 people ragers and it's like well you're a fucking idiot but like yeah. like if you wear a mask and sanitize and like get coffee or like get your groceries or like eat a picnic outside with your friends like I mean <laughs> I don't know no I know like the shame and the guilt are both very real but I feel like throughout the journey of the pandemic on this podcast we've shared our opinions on things so I didn't want to just be all like oh I was exposed to COVID and have people think that I was like you know running around without a mask because that's in fact not true and that won't be true anytime soon but to your point it's like yeah I stay home a majority of the time go out less but 
I'm not going to be confined to my apartment for an entire year. So you have to learn how to live your life, but take yeah. the proper precautions along the way. But yeah, like slip ups and certain risks do apply. Well, and you can stay inside your house and like still get COVID from like your groceries. I mean, like you can literally just like, get it. <laughs> so, yeah. Like everyone just chill. <laughs> For real, for real. And I and I will say that I think I started this whole thing a little like preachy preach, you know? Like you I don't wanna I don't wanna loop you into this, but I know that there are times where I'd like text you and be like, um, so and so's not wearing a mask in this Instagram. But fuck that now. <laughs> that was just me being a bitter bitch because I was in New York City while all my friends in Phoenix were still having pool parties. <laughs> well yeah they shouldn't have been doing that okay well yeah that was still an issue but you know it's not my business anymore that's the thing too I just kind of keep telling myself like it's really not my business and like I'm not trying to say like it's not my business like everyone should be trying to keep everyone safe but like what people are doing in a different state than me that I cannot control is like none of my business they're doing it knowing that there's like dangers and risks like that's not like it's like oh I didn't know like everyone knows and if you're gonna keep doing it you're gonna keep doing it and I'm not gonna like waste my time like worrying about you (laughs) truth okay sorry I didn't mean to make this a pandemic podcast but that was my pandemic Thanksgiving spent actually thinking that I have COVID (laughs) I'm so glad that you don't, and I'm glad that you have taste buds. <laughs> Me too. And the friend that I um, that had it is it has a relatively mild case and is feeling better. Oh, good. So, so right, I just hiccup. <laughs> there was like an moment, awkward silence. Yeah, no, it's okay. So for this moment, everyone's we're fine. Oh God, fuck this year. <laughs> I know. True. Dude, my anxiety has been like, and like depression has been like through the roof this week. I don't know if it's just because it's like the holidays and I just like am like reflecting on like how shitty like this year sucks. And I like, mean, how- truly, why hasn't December been declared like a national no work, international, global, like no work month? <laughs> I don't know. Like we should all just take the next month off and regroup in 2021 because we've been fucking through it, and it's, like, insane that we just have to, like, go on living our lives every single day. <laughs> I know. We truly need a break. And that's, I was, like, the one really good thing. Well, there are many good things about Thanksgiving, but probably the best thing was just, like, a four-day break from work. Like, unplugging, truly. And by unplugging, I'm meaning, like, not watching as much news and email, but double the TikToks. <laughs> yeah. I kind of... Well, I'm such an introvert, so, like, I was, like, not feeling that rested because I was like, around my family, even though, like, I love them and, like, it was, like, such a good time. It's just, like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recharged just, like, being by myself. But it was still, like, really nice because, like, I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't watching TV. Like, even, like, the, the road trip. Like, I hate car trips. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. be in the car. Like, I just can't. And it's, like, a six-and-a-half-hour drive each way, and I was, like, dreading it because I was, like, oh, I just, like, I fucking hate car rides. And it was actually, like, really fun. Like, we just, like, listened to true crime podcasts the whole way. And it was just, like, a good time. Like, it went by really fast. Both my parents, like, agreed. Like, oh, that was, like, great. Like, that went by fast. Like, thank God we had these podcasts. And so, yeah, it was just, like, I don't know. What podcast do you listen to? Um, we listened to Small Town Murder. It's two guys in Phoenix that are, like, comedians, and they just, like, go over, like, insane cases in these, like, podunk towns in America. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was that. So, 
And now we wait until the next holiday. <laughs> Christmas. I know. I know. Okay. Well, sorry for the like COVID, COVID rant slash vent mm. slash whatever. But this is what we talk about now. This is our life. We're newscasters. Thanks. <laughs> um, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say me too, but I'm like, do I? Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, too. I was like a I, Barbara Walters type. I, I was say I'd want to be more like a Diane Sawyer. <laughs> I was gonna, no, I was gonna say a name that I hate myself for saying the name, but I was gonna say Tommy Loren. <laughs> no, God, not that bad. Um, I was like, I want to be like a Wendy Williams. <laughs> oh my God, same. You know, just like literal zero fucks given. Dude, her fucking performance on um, Mass Singer, uh, yeah. I've watched it like 3,000 <laughs> times. <laughs> it's never not funny to me. Same. Was she just like, oh. Like, Here cackle. I go. No one opens a door for a native New Yorker. <laughs> just cackling the whole time. <laughs> and she's in a giant pair of lips. Oh my god, it's fucking art, people. If you I mean, you have it, to laugh. I'd be laughing too. Oh my god, I love that she was laughing because, like, she knows. <laughs> I love her. She Anywho, got paid. Yeah, she got paid. She's done with her bullshit ex-husband. Remember him from last year's podcast? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Burly. He like got he was like sleeping with like a 20 year old and that she got pregnant and he like left Wendy for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her like son beat him up in a parking lot or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I wonder how he's doing with his come. She's come a long way. <laughs> Anyways, okay, we have a lot to talk about. First, let's talk about real housewives of Salt Lake City because I promised you guys I would catch up and I lied never trust anything I say just kidding I've watched all three episodes um I love it these bitches are fucking psycho insane (laughs) okay so confession I accidentally watched the second and third episode out of order I don't know why because I watched them on the app and I think that the app did like a special thing where they released the third episode early they did yeah Okay, well, I couldn't figure that out. I couldn't crack that code. So I watched the third one, like, two weeks ago and the second one this week. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, like, I do kind of feel cheated. Like, I didn't get the full effect of some of these fights and drama. But You smell like hospital. That is on me. Yep. Okay. I'm not even going to recap these episodes just because, like, we're... Maybe I'll start recapping them starting next week because we've got too much going on. But... Mm-hmm. These women are fucking crazy. Like when I first heard of like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> because it's Mormonville, and like no shade to Mormons, just like you guys aren't wild. And it, I, it's snowy, like it's small town. So I was just like, "Okay, yeah." But I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Something about the way that they produce the show, too, though, makes it seem really, like, gothic, you know? Because they, yeah. they keep showing, like... Um, the church. The church. like Temple, sorry. Yeah, I know. I said that. That's why I was stumbling. But, yeah, they keep showing, like, the big temple, and it looks very kind of, like, ominous, and they're playing that, like, oh, 
like music type of thing. And yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and someone gets murdered this season. <laughs> yeah, they're making it very like dark. Kind of. Yeah, like very like like thriller. <laughs> yeah. Thriller. I'm like, what's gonna happen? But okay, let's go over the women. Yeah, it really builds tension the way that they do that. Well, and I think it's because there is like a lot of dark, dark, dark history. Mm-hmm. So yes. yes, some of it is still relevant in these women's families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, there's I'm a lot truly, of weirdness going on. Yeah, I'm truly so fascinated by it. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so let's start with Jen. She's like the head Real Housewives. She's like the new Lisa Vanderpump. She, you know, is the she? new Bethany. It's just like the head, you know, like the main. Yeah. 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 And she's super rich. Her husband's like a college football coach. They have three. Oh, two- Jen. Jen, of course. I was fucking thinking of someone else. Sorry. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> she's like yeah. the main character. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, I love her. Me and Megan talked about this. I love her as a housewife. Would not want to know her in real life. Yeah, she is straight up delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Very, although, like, sometimes I think, like, I would like to know her, like, when I need a good, like, going out night. Oh, yeah. I mean, do I want to be invited to all of her parties? Yes. And, like, would I want to be her friend if I was, like, just got cheated on and, like, broken up with and, like, she came over? Yeah. Yeah. So like, her, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say because she'd be like psycho and fun, and I'd get over it. <laughs> yeah, and her biggest storyline so far is that she hired a whole fucking well, not biggest storyline, but essentially she hired a whole team to redo her entire house to throw this massive party over one weekend, and then have that same team just take everything down and have it all out by the time her husband got home, so he didn't know that she threw the most lavish rager at the Shaw Chalet. Shaw Chalet. Crazy. Like, the the extra-ness. I love it. Yeah, and she was, like, late to the party that she threw. It was, like, for their friend's birthday, but she was, like, making it about her. Yeah, she did a, yeah, she, like, entered late and, like, staged her own entrance. And, like, the thing, like, the thing that you take your picture in front of, like, when you arrive said, like, Shaw Chalet and Roses, even though it was, like, her friend's birthday party. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, and, yeah, her husband's a football coach. They have a few kids. Um, but it seems like, you know, her husband's really never home, so she kind of hangs out with these ladies. And she's kind of the, the head of them. And mm-hmm. then... Let's go to, let me bring up the cast just so I don't forget anybody. Okay, mm-hmm. then let's go to Heather Gay. Mm-hmm. Wow. A <laughs> lot going on here. Yeah. She is just wanting to be in so badly. She That's also her. seems like she has, like, main character energy. But... Like, she wants to be, but she's not. She, yeah. She can't, she can't harness main character energy, so instead she just, like, sucks up to everyone else. Mm-hmm. She has, she has big side girl character. Very Judy Greer energy. <laughs> Did I just watch 13 going on 30? Yes. Oh, my God. Love Judy Greer. That was not a shade on Judy Greer. 
Um, she re- married into like Mormon royalty. Her first of all, her family is like legit from like the start of Mormonism. They've like lived in Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. And then she married into like Mormon royalty and her husband, ex-husband was like a billionaire, but now she's divorced, which is like a big no-no in the Mormon world. And we learn a little more about that in this latest episode. Uh-huh. Um, and she has three daughters and she is a, um, she owns like a med spa. So they could do like plastics, like, you know, fillers, lasering, things uh-huh. like that. Botox. Botox. And then um, she's really good friends with Jen. She, <laughs> I actually really like her. She did say something that rubbed me the wrong way. Wait, who? <laughs> friends with, oh, Heather? Yeah. Yeah. She did say something that rubbed me the wrong way. I won't bring it up, but I do like her. She seems like a good friend and she seems like fun to watch, but not to the point where you're like, get this crazy bitch off screen. Yeah, but also you're not like, oh my god, I love her. No, she is like very side character energy. To quote a quote that was used towards her, a good time girl. (laughs) I don't know her. (laughs) I don't even know what a good time girl is. I don't think it means what I'm meaning it to mean right here, but she does just kind of seem like a positive person to have around. Yeah. Say kooky things. And by she does say kooky things, but she also says some problematic things, and that's not what I mean. But yeah, she's just there. She's fine. She really is just there. Like she really can't get to main character. She's trying, so we'll see how that goes for her. She's always gonna be the side girl. But my God, when you're competing against people like Jen, Jen. and Mary, like you, you, Mary. you're not gonna be main character ever. God, let's talk about Mary. Mary is fucking nuts. (laughs) Like a literal terrifying person. Yeah, like she's, I can't even keep up with her train of thought. She's all over the place. Nothing she says makes sense. She's crazy. (laughs) But it's so good. She's the one that married her grandpa. (laughs) I wish I was fucking kidding. That's the thing. It's like, you can't make this shit up. These are real people and it's like gold and incest it's not her real grandpa it's her step grandpa but like, like what even was... what even is a step grandpa but he was around for a while oh yeah he was like her grandpa growing up because like he married her grandma and she grew up with him as her step grandpa and then in her grandma's will she said that she wanted him to marry her because she knows that mary would take care of him and then mary would get the family churches um and so which in their pentecostal they're not mormons and so they did when mary was 19 she started dating her grandpa <laughs> and married him at 22 and they have a son together so he was he was 42 when they got married which i'm not going to try to like make it seem like i'm okay with this because i'm not but I am trying to wrap my head around it a little bit. And he does not look like a grandpa. Okay. And <laughs> they're only, it's a 20 year age difference. 
Did you watch, but on episode three, where she talked about how she had her period on her wedding night, thank God, because she didn't want to, she wasn't comfortable sleeping with him right away. Oh, yeah. No, I literally vomited. That's so wrong and disgusting. And I hate this because there's obviously a reason why she wants to sleep with him because she thinks of him as her grandpa. And that's so fucked up. Yeah, I was like, this seems like sexual abuse of some sort. Like, I don't know how, but it just doesn't feel like right. My only point is that if they weren't related, like, if they didn't have the grandpa connection, I don't think it'd be that weird. Oh, if she was, like, 22 marrying a 42-year-old? No. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's her grandpa. And but I guess that him as defeats, her grandpa. Yeah, I guess that defeats the purpose because he is her fucking grandpa. So forget and that. And she but... didn't want to marry him and she didn't want to sleep with him. And she says that they're not even, they're not romantic. They're not even friends. They're just partners in a relationship. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. But the fact that they had a kid together. <laughs> what's, where's that kid? Have they shown the kid yet? Yeah. They yeah. Did. Remember, because he's going to go to boarding school in LA. Oh, yeah. So good for him. Get away. That's Mary. And she says whatever's on her mind, even if it's very rude and inappropriate. She's insane. She, there was a big fight where she told Jen that she smells like hospital and Jen like lost her mind because she'd just come from the hospital where her aunt got her legs amputated and it like blew into this whole fight. I can't because I don't don't even get it. And Mary's like, I don't know why. Why are your legs getting amputated? It's clearly because you were unhealthy. Go drink some water. Like literally, that's what she oh, said. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> and so, let's go into Heather Gay's cousin Whitney Rose, who I really like. Really. Um, Yes, I don't. I don't know about her yet. I like her. Okay, I do. Like, I want to, but she's annoying me. Okay, the who just, do you like, think ex- she's like in the franchises? Who would you what? like her to? Um. Oh, I don't know. I feel like what I'm gonna say isn't, isn't the best comparison because I love the person who I'm about to compare her to. But I'm thinking like I'm getting Stephanie Holman vibes from Dallas. Oh, okay. God, I need to watch Dallas more. I watch it yeah. here, here and there. Oh, Dallas is good, and they just I love the trailer for the new season, and it looks it looks very good. It got a little uh, problematic, but they fired that problematic cast member. Well, actually, it's still going to be problematic because there's still another one. But you know, whatever. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I kind of compare her to that. But she's just very like. She's kind of like bubbly and ditzy and talks all like high like this. But yeah, she's fine. I like her. So she's, her controversy on the show is she's obviously, she's Heather Gay's cousin. So she, you know, comes from the the Mormon royalty. Uh And she got like excommunicated from the church because when she was like young and pregnant, started having an affair with her boss and so she left her husband and he left his wife and they got married and now they've been together for 10 years and honestly they kind of are a couple (laughs) wait you cut out for a second they're a what they're a cute couple okay i was gonna say that too yeah yeah i i do think that they seem sweet 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like, they have a good relationship. So I really like them. And now they have two kids together. And then she owns a skincare line um, called Iris and Bo. And she's still good friends. I mean, she's still like really close with Whitney her or with Heather, her cousin. And she's kind of like her dad is like a former drug addict. And so he's getting his life back together and she's helping him. And I don't know. She just seems like she has a good heart. You're right. I think I'll grow to like her, but she's she just started off like I don't want them to play her as like the dumb blonde is what I'm getting. Yeah, because I think yeah, she because can... she seems like she's really like strong. She like, she's really persevered through some stuff. Yeah, like I feel like she can be more than that, and I don't want them to like make her that. Yeah, which is kind of the vibe I'm getting, to be honest. Um, and then let's talk about my least favorite character. <laughs> Next to Mary, because honestly, Mary gives me anxiety. Um, <laughs> Lisa Barlow, I don't like her. Me neither. Lisa is a New Yorker, but now she lives in Utah. She is the owner of Lux Marketing and very, I'm reading her little bio page, various businesses, including Vita Tequila, which she talks about nonstop. And she calls herself a Mormon 2.0 because she's not strict and doesn't follow all the rules. Um, she attended BYU with Heather and says that she doesn't remember Heather or know her. <laughs> and she's really good friends with our, the last person that we're going to talk about, Meredith. Um, she has a husband and two kids. And she is an uppity snob biatch. Yeah, talk about it. Says like, it right how- here on the Bravo page. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know how we're saying the show has like a dark presence. I think she is the dark presence. Yeah, she is. She's like, not even like the thing about like okay, because obviously all housewife housewives are like bitches. That's like the thing to get you on the show. But like hers isn't, isn't even entertaining to watch. It's just like mean. Yeah, because it's not like she's just a bitch. She's just. She's an overall just super cringy person. And it's the fakeness. Like, a bitch would be like, like, you know, when she was, like, walking around the party being like, oh, my God, hi, ha, 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 like, laugh so we can look happy in all these candid photos they're taking of us. No, like, a bitch would just be a bitch. Yeah. She's just such a, she really does think that she's, like, better than everyone. And she just, like, doesn't give the time of day to any other girls in the show besides Meredith. I don't know she's just like such a bitch like she's not even fun to watch she's just like a bitch and it's like you don't even have a personality like you don't have the personality to carry this energy Lisa <laughs> I could see her being like a one season same because she's not giving us anything yeah and I don't I mean she's not very likable like people don't like her and it's like girl give us something besides wearing your coat as a cape that's all you've given us yeah, and she was just like, I'm from New York. I have style. And then she just wears, like, all black. It's like, I mean, trust me, no one gets that more than me because that's all I do. But that's not, like, a personality trait. No. Wearing your coat as a cape is not a personality trait, Lisa. I yes. wish you would realize that. Put both of your arms in your coat once every so often. <laughs> it is snowing outside. <laughs> Yeah, this isn't a fashion coat. It's literally literally a blizzard. So let's get it together. Moving on to Lisa's twin. (laughs) Not really, but it's 
hard for me to tell them apart sometimes. It's very difficult. Meredith Marks. She's like the second main character of the show. She's like the Kyle Richards to Lisa's Vanderpump. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say she's my fave. I like Meredith a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a celebrity jewelry designer, and she's Jewish. She has a husband, although right now they're separated. Um, her husband then, gives me weird vibes. Yeah, I don't love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their dinner. Mm. Yeah, that was not cute. Um, they have two kids, Chloe and Brooks. I love Brooks. <laughs> Brooks started off strong for me, but I've had enough of him. The last episode, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm just like, he's, he's borderline like you're being a bitch just to be a bitch. Yeah, thing. he's borderline Lisa. Yeah. Um, but I still love him. He brings something to the franchise we needed. I agree. And... I, want him to, I want him to bring that like first and second episode energy, not the third. Yeah. Well, I felt like that was, like, very scripted. They are like, be mad at Jen for something. <laughs> yeah, like, her vagina was in my face. Like, chill. I can't believe my mom would ever associate with someone like that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and, like, I also feel like he's just trying to, like, get his Instagram followers up. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% not mad at. So I Me do either. feel like he could be saying some things just to get the, like, clout. Which, like I said, not mad. You do you. I'm creeping his Instagram right now. If my mom was on Housewives and I was in college, I'd do the same thing. He's literally so pretty. Like, his bone structure. Wow. Yeah. It's like Shawn Mendes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah, because honestly, (laughs) right now I'm just thinking about Benny drama. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so Meredith is a uh, jewelry designer her husband and her are separated her husband like spends a lot of time working in Chicago and she's really close with Jen and Lisa and um, yeah she's kind of the second main character and I really like her she seems down to earth she seems like she can be a bitch when she needs to be but pretty fun can like loosen up but can also be like serious yeah big cool girl vibes from her too yeah yeah I really like, like her a lot so the type of cool girl vibes that Lisa wants to have but does not yeah very like comes naturally cool girl vibes well Lisa thinks that she has to be a bitch to be a cool girl and it's like no as um Chris Pratt's wife would say being mean is so yesterday <laughs> Again, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, that's been the few episodes. There's been parties. There's been a few fights about hospital smells and not knowing people. And the season's just getting started. People are with their grandpas. And yeah, I think that this season's going to be pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, for just three episodes, we've already had so many, like, classic housewives moments it's great two legs are cut off (laughs) one grandpa's married (laughs) some girl being is flashing her tits at byu we're just getting in the into the thick of it it's great um so yeah stay tuned as we talk about more as it gets more into the season it's hard especially when there's like a new franchise and it's just starting off 
to kind of get like a vibe because it's like this is the first time mm-hmm. we're literally seeing these people and they're obvious and they're awkward on camera too because it's like their first time being like uh-huh. on a reality show so you can tell like it's not as natural as it is like say on like beverly hills or like new york yeah first season of a new franchise can always be really awkward but you got to push through yeah so but i i see this being one of the best franchises yeah it's gonna be good um can i cover off on a few other bravo updates before we move on to bachelor yeah oh my god it's been a big day in bravo um starting with erica jane who did we talk about her a few weeks ago do we say that she's leaving her or her, her and her husband are leaving each other they're separating yes that was the news a few weeks ago but today the news is i'm sorry i am pulling up an article that talks about it i know nothing about this i have not been on my phone all day oh my god i love to just drop an exclusive for you erica and tom girardi's divorce is allegedly a sham according to a new lawsuit the star and her husband are being sued by a firm on behalf of a number of Boeing plane crash victims for allegedly embezzling settlement funds meant to help the victims of Lion Air Flight 610. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so sorry, that was kind of a lot of mumbo jumbo. Wasn't that literally the plot of revenge? <laughs> um, yes, this stuff is crazy. So essentially, they're saying that Tom and his law firm, so Erica's husband and his law firm, are on the verge of financial collapse, mounting debts, swindling funds, yada, yada, yada. And he's being pressured to fund his out, well, outrageous lifestyles for himself and Erica Jane. So essentially, they came up with the divorce as a sham to attempt to protect some of this fraudulent money. Oh my God. Like to legally protect it as like their assets. Erica? I don't want to believe that about Erica. I know. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm not explaining this right because it is a lot of kind of like legal mumbo jumbo that I don't fully understand, but you get the gist. But I'm yeah. just like, I know. I'm, I'm So Erica's basically just like a scammer. Uh, I hope that's not true. I Yeah, this all came out today and it's. I'm not going to lie to you, it seems kind of true. It does seem true. Damn it, Erica. (laughs) We were rooting for you. I know. It's crazy. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm I'm reeling. That is upsetting. So that was was one that we'll keep our eye on. The next one is Real Housewife of Orange County, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, came out as gay today. Wait, let me and look this person up because you know I do not watch Orange County. I was just gonna say, I mean, real OC housewives are very meh to me, so I don't love or hate Bronwyn. Her storyline on the current season is that she is an alcoholic and <laughs> starting her journey to sobriety. So that's kind of been like what the whole season is about, and I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of a lot. But apparently along the way, she has um, made the decision to come out as lesbian. And I believe, wow. and I believe she has, I, I don't know, I haven't read the details yet, but I believe she has a girlfriend currently. And she is married and has, and she has like nine kids, like a million kids. And she has nine children? Yeah. And her and her husband are staying, are 
still married but living separately interesting yeah this has been like a developing thing it came out a few weeks ago that like oh Bronwyn and her husband aren't living together and then they're just kind of like we're we're figuring out what marriage means to us like you know that typical excuse yeah but but now it feels it seems it appears that she's in a full-on relationship and wanting to pursue women so I wonder what they will do (laughs) with their marriage I'm reading an article right now she says Honestly, we're in uncharted territory. I don't have I don't have a role model for this. I don't have anyone to go to for answers. So right now we're just doing our own way. You know, Sean and I are still married. I plan on staying married. We're raising the kids together. He's my best friend. I mean, if that works for them, it works for them. I I would just hope that it's equally ben- beneficial to both of them. Like if she get want, gets to do what she, like I don't if she gets to do what she wants, then he should too. Yeah. But hey, wow. whatever, whatever floats their boat. That's the first one in Real Housewives. Well, good for her. It is. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. And I like love that it's on OC because, you know, the OC gals are just like notoriously conservative and have sticks up their ass and just always say the wrong things when it comes to like They're social norms. Un- God, they're insane. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like unhinged. unhinged. So, yeah, it's kind of cool that we have our first gay housewife. Wow. All right. Good for you, Bronwyn. Oh, I'm looking at her. Her husband tweeted, for over 25 years, I have loved and supported you. I'm not about to stop. Sweet. That's sweet. Does seem like she has a great support system. Which is good. Um, So that was that. And then the last one. (laughs) take a seat because Kyle Richards, Doree, and Kathy Hilton have COVID. Stop. Yes. I saw in the news um, at some point last week that they were just like filming on Beverly Hills had to stop due to COVID concerns and today now now they're saying that Kyle, Kathy, and Doree have it. Oh my God, Dorit better not be around PK with all that COVID. He has diabetes. Yeah, and Kyle, I'm sure she's a wreck. She's like the most anxious person in the world. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. So, I wonder how that will play out. Obviously, I hope that they're okay and that they have mild cases and that they get well soon but yeah that's luckily they have like a lot of money not that like money stops covid but you know they can get like good amount of treatment and whatever yeah wow that's crazy well wishing them a speedy recovery mm-hmm. that sucks all right that was it from the bravo universe for today it was a lot it's been a big day for me wow yeah i stay off my phone one day i miss everything <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, that's Bravo Corner. Shall we go to the corner next door, Bachelorette Land? Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. But yes, Me take either. It away. <laughs> I'm so over everyone. Can we just talk I, about I least... this week? What? Can we just talk about this week's episode? Let me just recap last week's because we didn't talk about it, and okay. I just watched it just now. I watched two episodes back to back for you fucking heathens so be thankful because I want to blow my brains out 
okay, let's talk about last week's episode. Starts with a group date. The men have to write so I'm going through this quick, y'all. So either listen <laughs> I'll up. I'll try I'll try not or to leave. Talk, even though I'm probably gonna interrupt like five times. <laughs> Cause this is last week's episode. We're gonna go more in depth into this week's episode, which I just fucking watched for you guys. I I wanna die. <laughs> that's that's like three hours of Bachelorette. I just watched for you guys and also I watched Salt Lake City this morning before work for you guys and what do you guys give me one star in fucking iTunes <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> oh god that's good anywho okay so it starts with the group date the men have to write songs Ivan won and he gets the one on one date that night which I actually really like Ivan I had never seen him before on the show in my life before this episode <laughs> Um, and so then they just like go to um Tasia. I almost said Bethany. Who's Bethany? <laughs> you got housewives on your mind, <laughs> I guess. Um, they go to Tasia's little casita room thing and they play like the floor is lava to the bedroom and then they have like a little pillow fight and get like room service and truly order the world's largest ice cream I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was like literally 36 pints of ice cream <laughs> scooped into a giant like size like salad mixing bowl that you would have for like a party of 300. I you guys, it's comical. Look it up. I've like and they were just <laughs> I couldn't get over it it was why did the bachelorette feel the need like why did set design feel the need to have this like ungodly sized ice cream there Dude, were not because these people are like... bored they are bored the production team is just literally just trolling us this season like even if there are people who like eat for real you know like they're not going to eat on camera and they're definitely not going to eat after camera even if there are people who like ate for real they would get like through maybe one hundredth one one hundredth of that like it was that's <laughs> it was true they actually aren't allowed to eat on dates because of like the microphones so... they were eating scoops of ice cream while talking but like oh I was gonna say, so that does piss me off because I mean hello food waste I know well, they eat. They get to eat after or before. But hello, yeah. melted ice cream. <laughs> you guys, it was it was like comically huge. I like wish I could show you guys as I was talking. Like it was literally I, like a cartoon. Like you know, like yeah. What's, what's that cartoon that I'm thinking of where they love to eat? I don't know, girl. <laughs> like all of them. But you know, like cartoon sandwiches, how they're like stacked so high and then they just like yeah. eat it all in one bite. That was this ice cream. It was because it was like different every, it was like different scoops put together. So there was like 30 different scoops going on, but like 30 different scoops, 30 of the 30 different scoops. You guys, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a very large, think of like a Halloween witch's cauldron that you would use for like decor or like, you know, you put dry ice into it. And I shit you not, that was the size of the bowl, and it was overfilled. It was making a little, it was making a little hill on top because it was oh so overfilled. Could you imagine a fucking witch's cauldron overfilled with ice cream just for two fucking? What was the point? What was the point? And then the mess. What a mess! It's filled so much that it's gonna start melting, and it's just gonna drip down the sides. Oh, and there was whipped cream and cherries, and like Tasia and Ivan didn't even say anything about it. 
They were just eating it as if that's a normal fucking thing to do. I was so disturbed. And I'm a person who can like eat a Ben and Jerry's in like one sitting like it's nothing. I was disturbed to my core. What a waste. And I feel like, yeah, the fact that no one talked about it. Like, I feel like no one even acknowledged it on like Twitter. Which, I, that sounds dumb, but Twitter nitpicks literally every single single thing about this show. So is no one going to talk about the ice cream? I mean, they literally had to have taken the door off the hinges to get it into the room. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> the amount of diarrhea I would have had <laughs> after consuming that. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. I don't know if, like, the ice cream was getting, like, frostbite because, like, they're the only people in the whole fucking resort. And they're like, listen, we gotta throw out this ice cream this week. Oh, Just maybe. throw it all in there. Mm-hmm. I could talk about this forever, but I won't. Um, and then, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, talking about this ice cream. And then I'm, like, and then Ivan opens up about his brother going to prison. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, the men on this season have crazy opened up crazy backstories and yeah. baggage and traumas and they are just talking about it and putting it out there and it's great. But oh my gosh, it's a lot. Is it bad for me to say it's like so attractive? Like I'm not saying like I love broken men, but they're also willing to talk about it and I'm like, wow, like men who talk about like their dark past or trauma like that's no. so attractive to me yeah and I mean we'll get into that more in the next oh yeah the coming episode but like looking at you Zach oh dude looking at you Ben, ben. looking at you Riley I was we'll talk about it anyways okay. who the actual fuck is Riley Riley so oh my god we'll talk about it in the next episode okay I gotta google Riley well I <laughs> bitch about this fucking ice cream and so then Ivan opens up about his brother he has a younger brother and when Ivan went off to college his younger brother like got into drugs and then he ended up him in prison and he had a daughter that he like never really got to see in prison and now he's out and like making a better life for himself and he you know he just like really opened up about that and then him and Tasia are both biracial so they were talking about like George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and how much it means to them to see like the community come together and like the world come together for this and I was like it was it was really beautiful they both got like really emotional talking about it but I was also just thinking like Bachelor <laughs> ABC are you just putting this in here so you guys don't have to ever make an official statement because you guys be shady as hell I know, I know, but at the same time, it's like that was a big step for ABC. It was a big step. I'm I'm glad that they kept it in there. Yeah, and you know that there were just like a million Karens across the country who like rolled their eyes and changed their channel at that point. I'm not watching that show anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and that makes me happy. Yeah, leave. We don't need you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was really nice. And they really bonded. And I actually really like Ivan. Like I said, I'd never noticed him before this episode. But that's normal for me. Because honestly, until it gets down to like the final five men, I don't know who anybody is. Um, yeah, he's a little cutie. He seems really sweet. Like literally, he has like a baby face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I really like him. He's really like sure of himself, I feel like. 
um, and like really emotionally secure and I don't know I just really like him a lot yeah and they really connected um, and so then they have another group date Noah's upset he's not on it there's a lot of tension between the men and Noah because everyone just thinks of him as like a little punk especially with Bennett um, and then Becca from previous season you know Becca and whatever her Garrett um, and Becca Sydney... was on Caitlin's podcast this week I listened it was good oh um, and then Sydney from Tasia's season with Colton came and the men played truth or dare and they had to like make fake orgasm noises and drink like shakes with like contestants and have like Chris Harrison sign their butt it was like a lot of fun it was like funny and then I like, laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good date. And then they had to like eat a hot pepper and then propose to Tasia. And like some of them said like really sweet things. I know. I was like, that's weird because this is all very like genuine, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because you probably have to like shit your pants after eating that pepper and downing that cow intestine milkshake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Zach, who is the guy that reminds me of Matthew McConaughey. Gets the group date. Rose. Love him. I love him so much. I love him so much. Especially in the last episode. He's very suave. Yeah, he's so sexy. Um, And then Ben, remember last ep- the two episodes before this, he was like, he never got to have time with her on the group date. And he was just feeling like, you know, he wasn't getting any time with her and that she like wasn't seeing him. So he decided to go, like, over to her little casita in the middle of the night to go, like, show her, like, hey, I really want to be here. Whatever. Um, And then Ed decides to do the same thing, although I'm pretty sure Ed's was scripted. And so then Ed gets, like, the casita number wrong, and he ends up at Chris Harrison's casita. And Chris Harrison, like, invites him in. And they just, like, have awkward small talk and, like, have a drink together. It's, like, funny. It's, like, Chris Harrison humor. Again, (laughs) funny. I love Chris Harrison humor. And, like I said, the production crew is just, like, trolling us this season. Yeah. Because they tried to make it seem like, oh, someone's going to get to Tasia's room first. Who's it going to be? And then it was, like, oh, man, it's Ed. But wait, he's at Chris Harrison's house. And Chris Harrison's, (laughs) like, you want a drink, Ed? Come on in. I'm, like. I just, like, love Chris Harrison. <laughs> Amazing. Like, what I would give to knock on Chris Harrison's door and have a drink with him. I know. And then he's like, okay, whatever. And <laughs> so then Ben goes over to Tasia's and he just, like, tells her, you know, like, I messed up. I'm sorry that I didn't show up for you. I was just, like, nervous. But I, like, want you to know, like, I'm really here. I'm, like, and I'm serious about it. And she forgives him and they order room service and they have, like, a good night together. And they get back right on track. Um, and then at the cocktail party, Noah tells Tasia that the men don't think that she's taking it seriously because he got the group date rose when he, like, invited himself on the group date and that they're all downing her choices and if she's, like, really here for the right reasons, which none of them said that. (laughs) And so then she, like, gets really mad and, like, goes and confronts all the men and, like, cancels the cocktail party and just goes straight into, like, the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then here's who gets sent home. Joe, who's last week I said his name was Jordan, I think. Sorry. <laughs> who cares? 
Um, Joe, the anesthesiologist, who I really like. Chasen, who I forgot even was on the show. Kenny, who I've never heard speak. Oh, no, Kenny's the guy I like because he's the band manager. Oh, me too. I was sad that he went home. Not Kenny, who I've never heard speak. I like Kenny a lot. Jordan, who I've never heard speak. (laughs) And so the four of them get sent home. And, yeah, then we go into the next episode. And this is this week's episode. Before we move on, I just have to say justice for Damar, who is literally the so beautiful and yeah. he's it's just getting no camera time like he has he's I don't not think that him and Ta- <laughs> i don't think that him and tasia have a great connection but like he's hot and like nice enough that he's staying around longer than some of these guys and i want him to have that moment with her so badly <laughs> but each week i'm just like no he's going home no, he's going home. But he's still hanging on, so... He, he is still hanging on. He gets zero camera time at all. Same with Spencer. Um, and... I think that he'd be really good in Paradise. Same. I know. It's weird that... It, it's kind of weird the way that they've, like, produced some of these guys. Because when Spencer came on, they made it seem like he was going to be a big problem. And that lasted for, like, five minutes. And then... This, like, Chasen and Ed thing went on forever, and then they just sent him home. And now it's, yeah. like, this weird Bennett, and, like, like it's like they don't know who to make the villain, so they're just kind of bouncing forth, back and forth between, like, a lot of different guys. Well, they don't show everyone every episode, because, like, Chasen I had completely forgot about. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it's a type, and then, like, at first they were trying to produce Bennett to be this, like, quirky, weird, but likable guy. And now, and now he's just weird. And now they've like really turned the tables on him. So I don't know. It's normally there's like one villain and that's it. And now they're just kind of like scrambling. Well, and so many of the men aren't getting camera time. I mean, there's only 12 men left, and like some of them I don't even get shown in an episode. Yeah, which I wonder why. Like, I get it's always like that to an extent, but it just feels it feels more noticeable this season for some reason. Yeah, it does. Um, so last week's episode, let's dive in. Jojo Fletcher visits. I love Jojo. I love Jojo. Yay! Um, because she needs to fill in for Chris Harrison because Chris Harrison has to take his son to college. Ew. And it starts off with a date card. And oh, by the way, if you don't know who Jojo is, why are you listening to this podcast? Um, <laughs> but she was a former bachelorette and she's still together with her beau. Jordan who we love yeah I love them together they've been together for years and they're planning on their wedding right now um yeah they've been like living together I think they had a COVID wedding issue so they pushed it yeah they're not one of those couples that like got married right away like they've been engaged for a long long time they just seem really great together oh I love them they're a success story truly and Jordan's um like a ESPN correspondent now. Yeah, for college football. Yeah, I was watching the LSU game on Sunday, not by choice. And I was like, oh my god, that guy's on the Bachelorette. <laughs> and like my dad didn't say anything. I was like, well, anywho. <laughs> yeah, take that, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, fuck who's, you, Aaron. Who's the more successful son now? 
Mm-hmm. Bill Aaron. <laughs> no, not in my eyes. Yeah, true. If you put Aaron Rodgers on, it would not fit in. <laughs> if you if put you Jordan on screen, I'd be like, oh my god, that's the guy <laughs> from The Bachelor. <laughs> Which has happened. Um, so, yeah. JoJo comes to replace Chris Harrison for the week, and the episode starts with a group date, or starts with a date card, a one-on-one date card, and Zach, aka Matthew McConaughey guy, gets the one-on-one date. The date is super weird to me. I'm like, this is a very weird date. The date is them, like, dressing up and taking wedding photos together. (laughs) Yeah, it's super cringy, especially because of how, like, noticeably uncomfortable Tasia was. Yeah, because she's like, oh my god, this is a trigger for me. I've been married. Um, Not making fun of her, but I'm like, girl, it's a dress. I know, I know. I'm like, it's not that deep, but whatever. I, I can't really be- say because I've never been married or in a wedding dress. Same. Um, But jo- or, but Zach picked up on her vibe and like was like, you know, let's just laugh. Let's make it fun. Oh, I love him so much. Also, we need to talk about the photographer because he was amazing. <laughs> the photographer had the longest legs I've ever seen and the shortest shorts shortest I've ever short. seen. <laughs> and they were white short, white bubble shorts, you know, so they like taper in at the ends. White bubble shorts with dragonflies on them. Truly, I've never seen shorter shorts on a man, but his legs look good in them, so good for him. Okay, but it's and like, I loved his it? energy. It's like, where did this person come from? That means that this person had to, like, quarantine for two weeks to even be here. So, like, I know. What? I was like, I love this guy and I love his energy. But, like, I mean, this is the last person I expect to be the photographer for the shoot. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you're just, it's just, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do or what casting call that was. Again, they're just trolling us this season. <laughs> yes. They're like, you guys haven't watched the episode. Massive ice cream and the shortest shorts ever. (laughs) (laughs) We're making everything like ridiculously extreme. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys haven't watched the episode, you should just watch it purely to see this man's legs in these shorts. I mean, (laughs) and he's wearing an ascot and and eyeliner. He's got a look going on, and I'm like, he quarantined for this, and he came ruddy, and I respect the hell out of him. Same. <laughs> we need to know more about this person. I need to know why his legs are six feet long. But he like has the longest legs. I don't even want to think about what my legs would look like in those oh my shorts. God. Like straight up sausage. But dude looked good. Yeah, he did. His legs he are tan and toned. Off. Yes. My legs would be like, is someone rising bread? <laughs> <laughs> Did someone leave bread out to rise in these cu- in these cute little dragonfly shorts? Oh my god! But he pulled them off. Um, do do do. Okay, so yeah, they take these wedding shots and they have fun. They have like multiple outfit changes, and then they go to dinner. And Tasia's like, you know, I want to get to know you more. I can tell you know there's like more to you. And then homeboy just opens the fuck up and like I know, takes us on a damn guys, journey that's what every... these guys do Tasia must have like a way about her because she'll say that like every bachelorette says that stuff it's like I want to open up I want to know you and everyone's just like Rrr. but these like, guys are just yeah these guys are just laying it out there specifically oh my God. dude and every 
every next point in his story was like crazier than the first. I'm sorry. Okay, so Zach is like this very suave, hot guy, very sure of himself, super sexy. Reminds me a lot of Matthew McConaughey. Just has Matthew McConaughey's vibe. You're so right. This whole story was like a roller coaster. I'm reliving it as you're about to tell it, so I'm preparing myself. Oh Oh my god. Um, So we kind of had... So how she got him to open up is because while they're taking a wedding photo, she was like, you know, I've been married before, and he was like, so have I. I was married for a year. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Same. And so then later at night at dinner, she's like, so you were married for a year. Like, tell me more about you. Tell me everything that happened. And he was like, okay. So then he just goes and get yourself fucking prepared for this. So he said that he went to college and he wasn't feeling well. So he went and got, you know, to the doctor and they took an MRI and it turns out he had a brain tumor. And that's that's literally my worst fear. Like I even hearing people say that I'm just like, oh my God, my head hurts. Like, I get really anxious about that stuff. <laughs> okay. He had a brain tumor. I just and... get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, like, take out their brain tumor. They give him pain pills. He, like, becomes addicted to pain pills. He starts doing drugs. He starts partying. He decides to get married at 23. He just keeps on continuing having his partying life, just making it more and more extreme. And then he gets a DUI and he's arrested and his wife leaves him and he just spirals even more, gets more into drugs, starts drinking, becomes an alcoholic. Um, and he stole, uh, oh my God, when he told this part of the story, ah! um, and he was saying, you know, there's like some days that he didn't think that he would wake up the next morning because he's just so deep into drugs. Ugh. And he's just telling this as it's just like, as if it's just just the story like he's just telling it so casually anywho and so then he says that one day he stole his dad's checkbook and he like wrote a check to himself and he like took it to the bank and that the bank teller that he calls his angel called his dad and was like look your son's down here he's trying to cash a check he's in a bad way you need to come down here and so the dad drives down to the bank and just like puts his arm around Zach and says it's time to go home now. And then Zach just got a moment of clarity and realized like, yeah, like I need to go home. I need to like be, I need to get like help. And so then he goes to rehab for four and a half months. And now he's like on the board of the rehab facility. And, oh, and he was like, and I just want to preface that my wife didn't, my ex-wife did nothing wrong. It was all me. (laughs) And then he just got his life together. And now he's just, like, this amazing person who's, like, very mature. And he was, like, it was the best. Because she was, like, that's a lot. That's a, he, like, that's a ride. Like, a big ride. And he was, like, it's the best ride, you know. Like, I, it's a miracle I'm alive. I just, like, don't take life for granted. I'm just, like, so lucky to be here. Like, I just, like, love life. And he just, he doesn't tell it like it's something that's, like, emotional or that he should be ashamed of. He just tells it as if it's, like, part of his journey. God, he is unreal. Ugh. Dude. <laughs> he fucked me up. <sighs> I, I know. Loved no, him. truly, that story just took, like, turn after turn after turn. And I was like, oh, God, is he going to say something like the douche, like, I don't know, like, make me not like him. But everything he just kept saying, I was like, ah, 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 I, I know. He's so- and it made him even sexier. Yeah. 
because he just accepted it he just accepted that it's part of his journey and it's like made him who he is and like brought him to where he needs to be and oh god I would not last five minutes talking to him I want to take back everything I said in a previous episode about his shoes we didn't forget (laughs) (laughs) just kidding Zach I didn't forget either I still fucking hate your shoes (laughs) The Zach fan club remembers. <laughs> and that's actually why we got the one star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what if it's Zach? He's like, actually, fuck you. <laughs> one star, no comment. <laughs> He's going to comment again tomorrow. One star, shoes. The shoes. <laughs> um, I just like really love him. I could never handle talking to him in person because I would just swoon hard. I know at first I was like I could never handle talking to you because you're so hot and now I'm just like I could never handle talking to you because you're so precious like oh my gosh I he's unreal he's unreal (laughs) he's my favorite I fucking love him so much same oh I'm getting like a little blush talking about him I'm okay but like spoiler alert looking ahead into like the rest of the season the scenes they make it seem like shit goes down with him I don't think it does though because they did that for another thing and that ended up not being that bad at all. I I agree that it's probably just like a production thing, but I get nervous. I know. Zach, we love you. Um, and so then they there was like a secret Ferris wheel at the end of their date and they go on the Ferris wheel and have a good time. And I just need to be in love with him and have him be in love with me. So Fuck you, Tasia. Damn it. And so then they have their little date. And then <clears throat> there's another group date. And this group date is with Spencer. Who? Exactly. Ivan, uh-huh. Ed, Blake, Brendan, who we only saw that one episode. Riley, Damar, Bennett, Ben, and Noah. Who's Ben? Oh, Ben. Ben. Oh ben and Noah. We remember. And then they go to a little art class. And in the art class, there's, like, two naked people. And they're, like, the models. And I thought the same thing you thought about the photographer. Where I was, like, these people quarantined for two weeks to be (laughs) naked models for, like, an hour in this art class. Why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so then the men take, like, the men draw their interpretation of the naked models and then they have to be blindfolded and make a clay um, thing showing their how they love Tasia, like what their love means in clay. And then the last bit of it, I like I literally cried. Um, the last bit of it, they had to do a stealth portrait opening up and like showing who they are. And these fucking men these goddamn men (laughs) they fucking opened up through art and it was fucking beautiful and I literally cried I got so I was like very emotional watching this because they all have like pretty hard backstories and they were just open with all their emotions and trauma and they just laid it out there through art are you kidding me it was like beautiful a lot. And then there's fucking Blake who like made a dick. I know. But that was for the other that was for the clay thing. Oh yeah, true. 
Um, because Blake, little frat boy Blake, who's like always never serious and just like, yeah, he like made a dick out of the place. Yeah. He, he painted a picture of, um, a turtle dove and said that turtle doves search for their partners throughout their whole lives and that he will search forever for his right partner to like have a beautiful family with and just like told this beautiful story about turtle doves it was like really it was really sweet (sighs) and then god they're all so sweet and all the men were like really respecting each other too and like afterwards they were saying how proud of each other they were oh my god I know I saw this tweet and it was something I didn't notice during the show but it was like a screenshot of like the guys walking out and one of them like patting the guys back and the subtitles were just like you did great, man. And it's like, you too, yes. bro. And it's like, oh my God. Well, and then Riley told this really tragic story about how, you know, he never like spoke to his mom. And then when he was in his early 20s, his mom called him up after a few years of not speaking. She asked him like what got him through the day. And he talked about how he just pictures his future life with like his wife and his daughter and just spending quality time. And his mom asked him, what 20-year-old thinks of these things? And he says, a 20-year-old who's never experienced it. <sighs> and Spencer started crying. And then afterwards, Spencer told him, like, good job. Like, you really got me choked up. Like, I'm, thank you for sharing. And, God, they're all just, like, so great. Um, and then Ben, who's, like, really uncomfortable with sharing. He's, like, really had tr- struggles opening up. He... And it sounds stupid, but it was like very sweet. He like this... he was like the last to go, and he had a painting. But after like listening to all these men open up and like tell these like dark, deep, personal stories, he was like, "I forgot something." And come back, and he comes out naked, and he's like, "I have a really time, really hard time showing myself, and I just want to be vulnerable, and I just want to come out here and show you like all of me, like." all of myself like physically and what's inside as well and I just want to show you that like I'm open and it was just like very powerful this this one I'm not gonna lie this one didn't click for me at first I I got a little I get it I got a little caught up in like the gimmick of it all but later in the evening after he actually does open up it makes sense so we'll get to that but I will say at this first glance I was like okay that's a choice Ben especially because Ben has like I I like love him and want to love him but he's gotten borderline a little too like in the past few weeks but like it all makes sense now yeah but we'll get get to that um and so then Tasha's like okay like thank you guys so much for sharing but like she's kind of like running out of the room while saying that and I was like what's her deal and then she goes backstage and she just like starts sobbing because she's just like they're all just like so wonderful and like I cannot believe they've just like opened up like that and like they all have such like powerful stories and I was like girl I feel like why are we all emotional right now I know and even that at first I was kind of like why is she crying but then like um Lauren said it she's just like I mean, that's a lot of, like, stuff to react to. Just people being that open with you and you have to, it's a heavy shit to, like, have to react to that stuff being directed at you. 
Well, and that they like love and trust her so much to open up mm-hmm. about those things. Yeah, it's just a lot in general. And I get why she probably had such a strong reaction to it too. But they're all just in their nice little fields connecting with each other. It's lovely. I know. And they're just also respectful of each other. Ugh. Not to like bring comparisons into this, but Claire could never. She could never. Because Claire would just make it about herself. Some like everything. She'd be like, "That's exactly how I felt when I said no to Juan Pablo," and it's like, "Girl, you've got to move on from that." You guys might remember the dress that I was wearing when I, <laughs> I when I dumped Juan Pablo. Oh yeah, no one misses Claire. Not even none of the men miss Claire, and you can tell. Literally. I know. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> they, like, love Tasia so much, and they don't give a shit about Claire. Like, it's, like, day and night. It's crazy. I wonder how Claire's doing. Who cares? <laughs> oh. Um, I've, like, literally not checked up on her, because I don't care. Well, <laughs> like, you're such to. a psycho. I'm going to right now, but continue. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then they, after the art class, and, like, by the way, let me just present this issue this whole time Bennett and Noah have been having kind of like tension and like making snarky comments to each other let me just lay the foreground for that anywho and so then um they go to like you know the little after uh, after group date cocktail time and the men talk to her and they talk about how you know how happy they are that they opened up and kind of gave more info on their stories um and then Oh God! Then Ben goes and talks to her and was like, "You know, I like really have a hard time opening up. It's like really not who I am. Like I, it makes me really uncomfortable and like I don't know how to express my emotions." And then he tells us that when he was like a teenager, he I guess he was like fat and like he realized that like girls don't like fat guys and so. He developed an eating disorder and he was like bulimic for years and no one knew until he was like in college and his sister found out and she like saved his life and it's just been like really hard for him to open up so the fact that he like showed his body in front of everyone I know I'm like Ben you're too fucking pure for this world truly he's a little angel baby uh, these men are just so adult. I that's I just love this season of men because they, they are just... they are really good. I had doubts at first, but you know where my doubts should have been Claire with Claire. Yeah, yeah. This is a good season of men because normally I'm not very into the men because I think a lot of them are well because they're always like 22, <laughs> so I'm always like okay. But this, you know, since Claire was older, they got older men. And I'm like, this is the bachelorette I want. Like, men who are mature and, like, out of college and, like, own bedding. Yeah. They have a fitted sheet. <laughs> yeah. They, like, clean their house and, like, own a house. <laughs> like, these are the men I'm attracted to. Um, so then it's time for her to give the rose out and she gives it to Ben because he opened up so much and I'm so happy for him. And then she says, oh, and by the way, Noah and Bennett, I'm going to figure out what's going on between you guys. 
blah blah yeah. blah and she like leaves on that and everyone's like whoa shit and drops then, drops the bomb and then leaves them to duke it out yeah and like i liked bennett in the beginning but i do not like bennett now he is like condescending he's like yeah. very weird and he's very like, annoying yeah and says yeah. like Snarky. inappropriate things not like sexually inappropriate but like just like yeah, like, just condescending, snarky, snobby things. And, like, acts like he's better than everyone because he, like, went to Harvard. Like, he, you can tell he clearly, t- like, uses big words to, like, talk down on people. And it's like, Bennett, no one gives a shit that you went to Harvard. You're on the Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, and it comes off as, like, very immature when it's, like, you're one of the older ones. Yeah. <sighs> Although, if he wants to buy me multiple houses, that's fine. If he wants to be my husband and just, like, pay for my lifestyle, but then it's, like, very busy working, I would be okay with that. True. Um, so, anywho, then there's another one-on-one date. And it's with Easy. And him and Claire go on a little ghost hunt around the uh, resort. Mm-hmm. Was the story real that it used to be like this guy's house? I have no idea. I mean, I would, I guess so, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they go on like a ghost hunt around the resort because apparently there's like a family that lived there and the wife and child died and the guy was like so miserable over it and like got a drinking problem and was like their bodies are buried there or some shit. I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, like, um, sure, whatever. <laughs> so they go, like, on a ghost hunt, like, around the resort, and, like, you know, the producers are, like, making spooky news- noises, and they're, like, having a fun time. They're, like, laughing, screaming. It's, like, really fun. And then they go to dinner, and Easy just, like, opens up, saying, you know, how much he feels, he, like, loves Claire, or not Claire, <laughs> he loves Tasia, like, he's really invested in her, and he's, like, serious about this whole thing. And then she says that she doesn't feel the same way and sends him home. Yeah. This came out of nowhere. But it didn't because I actually knew he was going home because one, when he left for the date, the camera like focused on his suitcase. And I was like, that was like random. Yeah. (laughs) And then they showed like a clip. And then he talked about how he was going to get the rose. And then they showed a clip of the two, two other guys back at the hotel talking about like oh easy's for sure gonna get a rose and i'm like why are they doing this he's not gonna get the rose and so then yeah he didn't get the rose and i was like that's why they were doing it like they like i like i knew it was coming but still i I don't know why (laughs) same it's yeah and there probably like really isn't a reason yeah she just just, like has to send home i don't know but i did just feel like not that the like i knew that was coming from like when he got the one-on-one group date thing but like i just didn't see that coming in the sense of like the show so far because easy's been like one of the main people and he seemed like i don't know like yeah that's a good good, like they seemed like they had connection and he's like a lot of fun and especially like on their ghost hunting it seemed like they were like really having fun but I guess just not. And so, yeah, she just sent him home. It was, like, really just, like, out of left field. I don't know. It was. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a bad that I'm just, like, there are so many other guys that I like more at this point that I'm okay with it, too. And that's honestly, that's probably how Tasia felt. Yeah. But then she gives people, like, Ed. <laughs> <Debar>. <laughs> Where I'm just, like, okay. 
Yeah, it's true. It is weird that she felt the need to send him home so, like, urgently. But I think it's because he, like, opened up so much. It was just like, I'm falling in love with you. Like, she, yeah. probably, she probably realized that it was at, like, two totally different levels. That Which is kind of, like, what she had that. said to him. And she said, yeah. like, you know, you're amazing. And, like, I really like you as a person. But, like, I'm just, like, not there. And I don't want you. I don't want to send you home down the road at a rose ceremony and like not gonna be able to explain myself to you because I think that you're really deserving of like an explanation which I thought was like really nice yeah like when I think of it that way it makes sense but you're right just in general like the show being the show it seemed like a weird choice because it again it's like production can't figure out what to make of these guys because it seemed like they were trying to play him up to be a big like kind of kooky character that'll stick around yeah. Like, kooky, but loving. Yeah. He'll show up so, on Paradise. Oh, yeah. And he'll be good on Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, he goes home. And so then it's time for the cocktail ceremony slash rose ceremony. But then uh, JoJo comes in and says, like, hey, before the rose ceremony and before the cocktail party, Tasia wants to meet with Bennett and Noah and one of you will be going home tonight because she decided she cannot keep both of you. Plot and so then, twist. Yeah. And so then the men go and get ready and then Noah and Bennett you know go have their little meeting while they're waiting for Tasia. They're just like talking it out because like Bennett's like I never knew there was tension when there's like clearly been tension. <laughs> and um bennett like gives noah a gift oh, God, <laughs> and it's like so wrapped mm-hmm. so perfectly <laughs> it's so weird and the first one is like uh, and at first i was like with it i was like okay the first one is like a bandana because they're like both he noah's from oklahoma bennett used to kind of like live on a ranch or something and so he gave him a bandana to like you know we both lived this cowboy life and then the next one was like mustache socks because like Noah shaped his mustache and so Bennett was like oh hee hee mustache socks whatever and then the third one was like a book on emotional intelligence and Bennett was just like really condescending being like you know you're young you're 25 you have no emotional um, intelligence and like women don't want that like if you want to be with Tasia you're going to need this book. And it was just, like, really condescending. I don't know if that's just, like, the way he talks and he doesn't mean it like that. Or, I, I don't know. know. I kind of feel like he means it. But this whole time, Noah, like, I, I felt bad for Noah this whole time. He was basically just getting, like, reamed by this dude. And yeah. just, like, was sitting there and taking it because he didn't want to have a reaction, which I give him props for, but. Yeah. And so Noah's just, like, you know, this gift is bullshit, basically. Like, you're so condescending. You would not say this shit in front of Tasia. He's not cursing. He, but he's like, you're not, you would not say this shit in front of Tasia. Like, you've been rude to me this entire time. Condescending. Talking down to me. Like, belittling me. And Bennett's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Just, like, very big American Psycho vibes. Um yeah. And then Tasia comes in, and the, the men kind of start bickering, and she's like, is this what goes on when I'm not around? Because, like, you guys both sound like children, and, like, this needs to be worked out. And then she's like, what's in this box? And then it's like, until next week. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Ben is getting sent home. <laughs> I, I kind of think they both might, but I don't know. 
no Noah hasn't been that bad about this. I think he's kind of I think he has douchey tendencies overall. Yeah. But he hasn't been that bad in this like situation. Like Bennett's just poking him and poking him and poking him and he's not really reacting that harshly. Yeah, I agree. Like Noah's kind of a douche, but like yeah, Bennett like has no chill and it's just like yeah, like yeah. continuously poking at him and like is always kind of sending and it's like yeah, I you, fully we, agree. We get it. Like you're rich and you went to Harvard. Like we get it. Yeah, I fully <laughs> now agree. Now you're on a reality I'm, TV show. Bennett is in the wrong in this situation. Yeah, I agree. Because Bennett keeps being like, you're immature. You're a 14 year old. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Bennett, I don't know. You're acting pretty immature. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll wait until next week to see who leaves. Is it Bennett? Is it Noah? Is it both of them? Who I know what an, what an episode this was. I know I was saying the last time we talked that this season is kind of just getting to be meh to me because like the big drama of like the Claire leaving is over. But after this week, I feel like there's there's yet hope. They listened. They went back into the editing room and they gave up their Thanksgiving. They said, oh everyone, get the fuck to the office. Have you listened to the latest episode of Pop Culture Swine? We need to fucking make this shit better. And they re-edited the whole episode. You know who our one star is from, then? It's from... Claire. Claire. <laughs> I was going to say, it's from the, the owner of The Bachelorette, whatever his name is, Mike whatever, that we talked shit about. Mike's pregnant yeah, wife. It would be Mike's wife. He would go leave, like, one star reviews on, yeah, but on like, Bachelor <laughs> podcasts. He has, like, no chill, and he would have to write, like, the lengthiest comment. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> like, bro, you beat your wife. You are trash. Your pregnant wife. <laughs> oh, my God. You psycho. On the show that you own about love. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I hope no one touches my sweet babies, Zach and Ben, and everyone else i don't and brendan let's not forget about brendan he didn't have a big episode but we still love him he hasn't been seen in like three episodes but he did have good connection with her i like here are my three people as of now okay number one is zach for both me and tasia mm-hmm. agree <laughs> number two ben for both me and tasia agree number three right now is ivan for tasia because they got a good connection and he seemed really sweet and he seems really interested in her. He carries a great conversation. He no, really I'm with you. I think that we are actually in full agreement on this, which is rare. Like, I totally agree. Like, I want to date them and I want her to date them and it's good. Yeah. So, those are my top three. We'll see how it progresses throughout the season. But as of now, that's who I'm rooting for. Except I'm also not rooting for Zach because I want him to be single. Not that I'd ever have a chance with him, but you never know. <laughs> no, I know. I like, I don't know if I could handle seeing him get engaged to Tasia. I'd be too jealous. I know. I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> uh, you guys, if you're not watching this season, watch solely for Zach because wow. But I, I, I kind of want someone else for Tasia. And I want someone else for Zach. Mm. I think that their connection's great and all, but I could see I could see them being happy with other people. 
Yeah, I could too. I can. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of who from Bachelor Nation I could see him with, but I know that there's someone. Are, is there? Because <laughs> I don't know. Me. <laughs> oh, you're from Bachelor Nation. I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm I'm a member of Bachelor Nation. Okay. <laughs> Fan club. What season <laughs> were kidding. you on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know the other day Lauren was like, why don't you go on The Bachelor? And I was like, because that sounds literally awful. And yeah, bitch, it does. I'm like 28. Like, why do you make it sound like I have no other options in life? Well, you're 28. You're too old for The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go jump out the window. I'm older than you. But Ugh. these bitches be 21 being like, I need... I." I've given up hope and I need to find someone. And I'm like, you've not <laughs> met like 90% of the people you'll meet in your life. Yeah. I'm just like, do you realize all the fun years you are giving up by doing this? You should not be married at 21 and you should be not on a television show finding your spouse at 21. Which reminds me as we're wrapping up, um, that just means that I get to go back to doing my favorite activity over the last few days, which is watching. Are you the one on Netflix? Oh my God. Because yes, are you the one season one and two are on Netflix? I finished season one in like two days and I'm on to season two. But talk about the glory days. I it's hard to rewatch that show just because it makes me think of like Yeah. Ripping <laughs> shots around our kitchen island just to go meet a F list MTV celebrity at Gringo Star <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> Hey, he's been to our house. He came to our house multiple times. We were were obsessed. Okay, the fact that this is a story for another time, and I can't even give you all the details, you as in the listener. But me, when we were in college, me and Megan and our roommate Katie were obsessed, obsessed with this MTV reality show called Are You the One? Like, we literally watched it every single week together. It's on Netflix now, so you can all go watch it, but be warned that it's trash. It is trash. But, like, that was, like, our weekly show that we watched together. Like, we would come home that night and be like, oh, turn on Are You The One? Or, like, not have plans. Like, that was our show. Mm -hmm. We were obsessed with it. And we always talked about the cast. We were, like, (laughs) obsessed with the cast. So then, yeah, the cast, like, part of the, some of the cast came to, like, Mill Avenue. We lived down the street from Mill. We went to the bars. They were there. Some of them have been in our college home. The fact that that happened is insane. Yes. It's hilarious. And it brings me a lot of joy. But also just makes me want to go to a bar. Same. Yeah. I want to get shit-faced at a bar. And then get (laughs) Little Caesars. Or (laughs) whatever that fucking pizza place was. Don't even talk about Hungry Howie's. I will say I had Hungry Howie's multiple times the last time when I was in Phoenix over summer. That stuff is good. Like, that's not, like, I would eat that sober. That's also another story. For next week, you guys will tell you the story of Hungry Howie's and how all three of our numbers got banned from there. (laughs) Oh, college. Oh, bars. All right. Well, that's a good way to wrap up the episode. We will talk next week and we'll dive more into Salt Lake City and then discuss the latest episode of The Bachelor. Yay. Night. Okay. Bye, Megan. Bye.